and we are back in Pete and Jake's corner. This time, recording from Madison Square Park. We have yet to record from our corner, but uh, the name remains. How are you doing, Pete? I am doing perfectly well. Very excited to get into the topics that we're discussing today. Same. So I guess we'll jump right into it. This last week, there was a pretty big announcement from Apple. They released their, what's it called? VR Pro? No, XR Pro? I can't even think of the name of it. Yeah, I think it's VR Pro Glasses. Yeah. yeah. Or I think I think it's XR because it's augment. Yeah, augmented. But as you can tell, we are very, uh, yes. very researched on this product. But uh, I did watch that part of the keynote. So um, yeah, what, what were your initial thoughts looking into it, Pete? Uh, my initial thoughts, I was opening I was <laughs> a lot of crazy thoughts the first thought was damn this is pretty cool I wonder what porn is gonna feel like POV <laughs> right away that was like the first thought that came into my mind and then after at first I was like okay I must be the weirdest guy and then I went to the comment sections on Twitter and the, that's the everybody was saying the exact thing every man was like yo POV is gonna have a different meaning now yeah, I was to say, all the comments I saw on YouTube was like that or talking about Striking Vipers from Black Mirror. They're like, oh, I can't wait to play Striking Vipers X on this thing. Yeah, um, I definitely think it's like the step forward of what people had actually thought what VR glasses would be. But yeah. yeah, Oculus did not deliver on that at any point. We thought it was like a virtual cartoon reality that people wouldn't necessarily get into as much. But with this VR experience, the way that they... The price says it is at this point. Yeah, that was the first. That was probably the second most talked about point where it's just like the price is just too much for so many people. Yeah, the price is a lot, and I think at least I think Apple's intention. I don't think they're expecting like mass adoption with this headset. It seems like this is more for developers to buy, and I guess really enthusiastic users. I'm considering maybe saving up and buying it. We'll see what the reviews look like. <laughs> but it seems like this is like just for pros. It has pro in the name. Exactly. Um building out an ecosystem, getting apps. And then I'm guessing probably by the end of 2024, maybe mid-2025, they'll probably be like a consumer version, hopefully smaller, because I can't imagine everyone walking around with ski goggles, but yeah. you never know. The world's a weird place. But I could see the Apple glasses that have been rumored and maybe it being like 1000 or, well, probably like $1,500 or yeah. maybe it'll be $3,500, but with inflation, that'll seem normal by 2025. <laughs> so We'll be millionaires and billionaires with this inflation going on, but at least supposedly it's going down but back to the glasses yeah so i don't think this is going to be the consumer version i'm thinking like version two or version three well probably version two be consumer they'll still be like late adopters but i'm thinking by like version three or four it's probably going to replace the iphone is is my wild prediction i, I think that this is going to be another iphone like technology if it i guess if it takes off initially i think you're definitely right about that because i one of the next things that popped into my mind was the metaverse play that so much hype was going around about it. Like, oh, we're all going to be living in the metaverse. We're going to be working in the metaverse. And I think that this is like one of the first gateways into us actually being able to do something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. That's weird. I haven't even like thought about the metaverse recently. Yeah. I remember, was that 2020 or 2021 when that was huge? Like everybody yeah. was talking about the metaverse. Like so late 2021, there was like when I think Facebook had changed its name from Facebook to Meta. Yeah. So... Nah, Meta changed his name from Facebook to Meta. So now that was like the biggest part of the Metaverse play. But now that, you know, with land, because you remember there was like a whole, there actually been a couple commercials about it where they were yeah. saying like, oh yeah, 
you're buying land in the virtual world that is worth $30,000 or $100,000. And then our generation is like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then parents were like, I don't get it. And the parents, it seems like, in the long run might have been right. Like, I wonder if you bought that land back then, if it's ever going to turn into something. Even if the metaverse does take off, which I think eventually it will, maybe not in the way we expected, but is that project that sold you that land, is that going to like still be relevant in the new metaverse or will this be a new project where it's like hey buy this new updated thing it's only ten thousand dollars for land like when you get into the metaverse anyone can kind of create land so how does it even really have the scarcity unless you have a limited world that has value so people are willing to spend that amount of money if that even makes sense no what you what you just said made a lot of sense because i was thinking about it's just it's kind of like an early internet phase because like in the early internet, there were so many different companies and who did, nobody really knew who was going to pop off or like become successful long term. So yeah. I bet you like 99% of the startups at the time in the early 2000s, only like 1% of them came out, like probably a fraction of that. If you think about it, like Amazon, Google, um, like all of those big ones, those were the ones that actually won during that period of time. Yeah. But in a grand scheme of things, like all of the metaverse plays, all of the land sales and everything that was going on during that period of time, probably one of them is actually going to do well. Yeah. Well, I guess you just had to like make your money during the hype or like during the cycle, I guess. But like now with such a, with like those, um, with them, <laughs> with those Apple virtual glasses, I was, I'm thinking that that's going to be something that we're actually going to be able to go into the land that we have, see it, um, ha invite people over. Like, the whole promise of the metaverse of owning something in the digital world. So yeah, whichever one comes out, I think you're definitely right where that initial $100,000 price that maybe you owned in 2021 is probably never going to reach that point again. Unless you're part of the lucky ones that actually got one of the ones that made it long term. So. Yeah. And that talking about the early internet kind of gave me an analogy. Like if you bought a really expensive domain at the original internet, you bought like a .net address and you're like, oh, URLs are like the future owning a website. But like yeah. now, like a .net is super cheap, exactly. like super cheesy and probably for really cheap. But if you got like eBay.com back at yeah. day or something like that, like actually, .net, yeah, but if you got eBay.net, it's like worth nothing, even though I'm sure they own that now. But yeah. I guess it depends on if your land is going to be a .com or a .net in the future, if that is even an apt analogy. But No, because you're right about that, though. But I think that some plays for, let's say, some of these bigger companies, yet you had bought the domain like Microsoft dot something, not like .net, let's say. Use that, for example, and then you own that. Microsoft was, and these other companies like Google, they were in a, in a period of time where they were just buying up everything. Yeah. They were... And like people wouldn't list it for sale. And it's not that hard to find a person who bought that domain way back then. Yeah. And then they would offer them like twenty thousand. And some people actually got made a lot of money, like thirty thousand or more, like fifty five hundred. So Yeah, but it's a kind of like lottery in a way. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna pick yeah. up this random name and hopefully it really comes out yeah. to be successful in the future and then they could give me like five hundred thousand dollars for this domain name. So who knows? That'd be pretty cool if like some random company that we wouldn't even think of now is just like buying virtual land 20 years from now for a ton of money and you thought you didn't have anything and then 
you kind of hit the lottery. Uh, but yeah, I do think that the headset, Apple's headset, probably will be the first real gateway into the metaverse. And one thing I think that's interesting is it's not just VR. We haven't really had many good augmented reality headsets, it seems. Yeah. I think Microsoft Lens, is that what, HoloLens or something? Yeah, uh, I think that was the... I say I don't yeah. even I don't even I don't know, I don't know much about it, but that's I've how seen you know online. it actually did not pop off because we don't even know the name. <laughs> nobody knows the name at this point. But I'm rooting for XR. I was like very into VR when it first well not even when it first came out, but when it really went consumer. Like I bought the first Oculus Quest and was really in that for into that for a while, but then kind of fell off because it was just not very comfortable and it was annoying to like move my furniture around to be able to use it. Um but I think virtual reality is kind of scary if that does take off and it's like Ready Player One and everyone's just living in virtual reality, especially if our real reality gets worse. I think it'd be very easy to escape into that. Whereas augmented reality, at least you're still interacting with the base layer of reality and it's kind of just enhancing that or augmenting it. Obviously, that's the name. But I'm hoping that AR takes off more than VR because then we don't completely abandon actual physical reality that we're living in and just live in a complete fantasy land at least we're kind of rooted in something real but one of the things that i paid attention to while watching that demo video the interesting that that person was by by themselves like that lady who was was it a lady there was men in a day he's in it a day <laughs> like the, that woman that was that had them on and like a lot of the clips that you see of her is just like her by herself like you know she's um, on her laptop or just by herself in her um, living room. And I, I thought that was like a perfect segue as to like uh, forecasting as to what the future would be. Yeah. There's a bunch of people by themselves with their Oculus glasses or no, no, not Oculus since they're probably going to lose out that war long yeah. term. But I guess their um, AR glasses just like waiting it out. It's like being in the world, going about it. And you're like, oh, damn. I'm connected, but I'm by myself in my living room or bedroom. Yeah, it's kind of just an extension of, or an acceleration of where we're already at, where we're like, we feel connected to people, but we're just sitting on our couch, like looking at a screen, scrolling through that. So it's, yeah, are you talking about the lady? Because the, there are a lot of different segments when she's like FaceTiming with people in the bedroom. like that Yeah, one. that lady. Yeah, which I'm like, that's cool. Like you, it's definitely more personal than a phone call or just like FaceTime on your phone with someone. But if that becomes the real norm, that's good. Yeah. Or it's like all staying in our apartments all the time, just like seeing people through a headset, which with the way the world's going, it seems like that's a pretty likely possibility that we're going to live through in the near future. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know. It just seems that the more we think about it, the more the world is going to go more digital. But I think there's going to be a counter movement at one point. It's going to be like back to the grassroots type of thing. But I don't think we've hit that inflection point yet. Yeah. I think people are realizing that they're like pissed off when they're unhappy, but they don't know necessarily know why. Yeah. But they have like an iPhone or social media or things in general that are just like keep that are built to keep their attention at all times. Yeah. And are hitting different receptors of your brain. But I think that's probably going to be augmented now with these glasses so or any other technology that comes off of after that so yeah and then i think about that a lot too how much time i actually spend looking at a screen and i'm luckily not super sucked in the whole social media thing if you count youtube as social media then i'm definitely sucked into that like, yeah social media <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time on youtube but that's about it um 
But yeah, I just spend so much time looking at a screen. Like my entire work is looking at screens. Yeah. I'm usually watching something on YouTube. Yeah. I'm watching TV with my girlfriend. It's a screen. Yeah, it's all screens. And I'm like, the few, and this is like looking at screens far away and you can still look around the world, but like the future seems like two super high resolution screens, like half an inch from your eye. And eventually that could be, you're looking through it constantly, like literally your entire life besides potentially sleeping is just looking at these screens that are almost glued onto your eyes, which seems pretty dystopian in a way. It is pretty dystopian. I think there was a period of time that I had tried something that was interesting. It's just that if I try to go a weekend without watching, looking at a screen, yeah, like no screen, like no TV, no computer, no phone, nothing. And then that feeling for those two days is kind of like, those were the two longest days of my life. Yeah. It was, and then you feel it. It's kind of like this nagging sensation when you're like, oh, damn, I really want, and then you, you move your hand like you're about to look for a screen and you're like, damn it, this is reality. And you just see your bare hand or um, like any, you, you just realize all of the subconscious things that you do. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Is this a perfect segue for the next part of our segment? Um, no. I'll, I'll cut that out anyway. Yeah, we're good. Um. That's interesting because I've wanted to do weekends where I don't look at a screen and I've never had the willpower to do it. It's just, there's always an excuse to look at a screen. Like even in my car, like I have my, um, my Apple CarPlay screen, like GPS. I can't get anywhere without my GPS. Uh, but my girlfriend and I are doing a weekend away in the Catskills in a couple weekends. And that's interesting. I might try to suggest that of like, we get up there, I'm going to obviously need my screen to get there. Um, but just going the whole weekend without a screen would be interesting and would be difficult because even reading now, I like physical books, but a Kindle is just yeah. so convenient because I it's like, I hate when you're at the beginning of a book or the end of a book and just like one hand is holding like yeah. hundreds of pages and one's holding like six. Oh crap. I think it's right. Oh no. Like we said, we're recording outside. We're, we're trying to tempt fate here. The sky's a little gray, but, uh, we can persist. This, yeah. this equipment's kind of, oh, I just felt a drop as well. Yeah. So, um, good, good. let's keep going. But yeah, that weekend I'd like to try to not look at screens. We'll see if I can get my girlfriend on board. I'm sure she's going to take uh, yeah. a million I'm pictures. I'm feeling more drips. Yeah, I am too. Maybe we'll pause this. We'll pause yes. and, and come back for part two of this. Yes, part two. Be right back. And we are back. We have moved our production to a dog run in Masson Square Park. And the rain actually seems like it has kind of subsided now that we've moved, but yeah, it's a nice setup that we got here. We also did a little research during the move. The headset is called Apple Vision Pro. Yes, so. Apple Vision Pro, not Apple Glasses. Yeah, or whatever I was calling the XR Pro Vision. <laughs> yeah, we were just coming up with names at that point. But we got the price right. The price is $3,500. Yes. So. At this point in 2023, $3,500 is a lot of money. But in the future, it could be not as much. So if you go to other countries, they have like big denominations of bills. Maybe the U.S. dollar becomes that at one point. So hey, we'll see. Yeah, let's hope for let's hope for mega inflation in the next couple of years, so it'll be affordable. Yes. Hey, but the Apple's marketing always on point. They did say if you bought a PC and a HD TV and what all the other stuff that it said, it'd be way more than thirty five hundred dollars. So it's actually a steal when you think about it that way. <laughs> 
that's the thing with Apple. It's like anytime you buy something, you can't just buy one thing. You have to like buy a bunch of other things. You're part of the ecosystem. Yeah. So part of part of being that ecosystem is it's an expensive one to be in. But so. there's nothing else like it. Like it's if they take over the AR spaces, I think that's gonna suck in the like last remaining people that are kind of sticking it out. But I'm sure Google and Oculus and all that stuff I come out with competitors, but. I don't know. It's like anytime I think about something that Oculus, Google, Microsoft, any anybody who's really worked on something that they've brought to market, it's always been like kind of crap. Yeah. Even though Apple might not, it might not be the what we expect it to be. As in, like, these are the best VR slash AR glasses ever. Not yet, at least, or since this this is the first iteration of it. But when it comes to it overall, I just think that. They're probably going to be leaps and bounds better than anything else that's going to be on the market for let's say for the next couple of years before there's a new in- innovation that's happened where we get to another version of augmented reality. Yeah, once we get to the the Neuralink level where we yeah. where it's just like directly in our head, which I hope that doesn't work. But yeah, you make a good point. I think Apple's definitely going to be leaps and bounds ahead, yeah. especially with their ecosystem, like you mentioned. Uh, did you see the part where if you have your MacBook out, yeah. you can just look at it and then oh, it like projects the screen and you can just yes. use it through that? Though. That was so amazing. I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Since that's, I think that's the the play where I was thinking about it from the metaverse standpoint where you know how people were saying like, oh, we're going to work from the metaverse or blah, 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 things like that. Yeah. So that's the aspect of like working, I think, where you're, you're able to bloom, um, blow up your screen. And then from there, be able to work and seamlessly do everything that you need to do. Yeah. So, and it probably would be good for productivity too, because um, you literally close out the rest of your environment. There's so many distractions right exactly. now, which augmented reality, there could be even more distractions. But depending on what controls they give you, you could make it so, like, literally the only thing you can see is your computer screen and keyboard and mouse, and your, like, it looks like you're in a desert or on yeah. like a remote island or something, and there's no distractions. So, yeah, the ability to seamlessly go from working to entertainment to communicating yeah. with people, I think that's really what's going to take to get people to mass adopt. And I also think, too, it's going to be so great when it comes to watching sports or yeah. watching a movie. That was, like, the first thing that was, like, to my, I said to myself, you know, nowadays, big screen TVs, like, 85-inch screen TVs are pretty cheap. But you just have to stare at a screen. But, like, now you have it right on your face yeah. you're able to like you'll probably be able to feel like what it feels like to be in courtside without having to go to courtside for like a basketball game or football game and there we already know that nfl all of these companies are heavily heavily investing in that yeah so i think that is another gateway to get to that where you could pay uh, season pass or whatnot and you go to all these games and it's probably going to cost you way more than 3500 bucks. Yeah. But you buy something for 3500 bucks, and then you get to watch all of the games. Like you feel like a super fan. You're right there. Or you go to a concert. You're right there. Yeah, concerts would be uh, insane too. Yeah. So I, I definitely think this is the step forward into that reality of being able to like, because concerts are like to go to it live is so expensive. Yeah. So and uh, Marquise Brown, is that his name? He's like a big YouTuber that does tech. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, The Apple guy, basically. Yeah. 
he was talking about that, how he's like, I would definitely pay, like, if a courtside, I don't even know how much courtside tickets are for an yeah. NBA game, but he's like, I'd definitely pay a fraction of that to see, feel like I'm courtside with these, and it would feel like that. He actually got to use the headset for a half hour, and yeah, you could buy season tickets, depending on if you wanted to watch it actually live in real time or not. It'd be cool to, you could probably like pause and exactly. rewind things, potentially even like walk out on the court, depending on how it's recorded and things. That'd be exactly. cool. And you could like walk out and be in between the players and feel like you're on the court when the play's happening. And same with concerts, that'd be cool. You could be like on stage with Drake the or yeah. whoever your favorite artist is with Future, Drake, Lady Gaga. Katy Perry, anybody that you really love. And with future like, tech, and I mean, it's already there, like auto-tune and stuff, you could probably make it so you could be on stage, like, singing with them and, like, sounding perfect. Yeah. And, like, feeling like you're performing with these people, and it's, like, almost indistinguishable from reality. So it's going to be pretty crazy when we can just live out our fantasies, but I wonder if that'll take away from real experiences when you're like, oh, yeah, I went... I don't even... I can't think of an example. Like, I was throwing a football around with Tom Brady yesterday. Like, yeah. If anyone can do that in VR and it feels exactly like real life, would it really be that cool to do it in real life? Yeah. I, I, I don't know because I've been thinking about it. The more, what like when it comes to experiences, it's what do you make of them, right? And yeah, you could say that I was in a sweaty room with a bunch of people watching Drake or whoever your favorite artist is at Coachella, wherever he performed at a big concert. Or you could have that experience in an augmented reality or virtual reality way where you probably won't feel all of the connectedness of having people around you, but you probably could have like a different, very nice experience for yourself, you know? Yeah. And that personal boy experience, it really, it really depends by person on how much they weigh on it. Like I'm a person like I wouldn't necessarily need to be in a crowd full of people in order for me to enjoy something. Because, let's be honest, you don't remember most of the people. Yeah. Unless, like, ah, I mean, if you're doing a couple of different things with these people, then, yeah. If it's, like, a Woodstock type of thing where people are messing around on top of each other, then I could, it's probably more memorable. But that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> if you go to 10 concerts, you're probably not going to experience that. So, but in that world, you could actually experience, like, 100 concerts, like, a yeah. thousand. You could pretty much concert all you all you want. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a sobering experience, though, when you take it off, like you're in this high-energy environment, like having a night of your life, if it's that immersive. And at the end of the night, you just, like, take off your headset, and you're in your, like, shitty studio <laughs> apartment by yourself, and you, like, go to sleep on your mattress on the floor. And I, I don't know. If we are spending our whole days in augmented or virtual reality, I feel like nighttime is just going to be, like, so depressing for people when they have to come back to, like, actual reality. Unless we get to the point where... It's like they're charging all the time and you just like sleep with your headset on. You're never yeah. in base reality. I just feel like the contrast between the two, because if you have an amazing life, why would you even need to go into VR anyway? So it's like, I feel like the worse your life is, the more time you're going to spend in VR. And then when you come out, it's just going to like make you even more depressed. I could see it being like a very unhealthy cycle that a lot of people get into. Yeah, you're definitely right about if it. We already see it right now with video games. Like some people just just wake up from morning to night. They're just playing video games all day, and that's like their escape. That's their reality, but they're escaping reality in a way. Yeah. So it probably will be more of that. You'll see more people go towards that route because at the end of the day, it's just that 
we are being more disconnected in a way and the way technology is advancing is like oh you could experience what it feels like to be with around people but you don't need people per se you know yeah <laughs> and that especially if reality gets worse too we kind of got a little taste of it this week with all the smoke from yeah the wildfires in um canada yeah like gold flying over to us yeah polluting our airs and that hopefully won't become a normal thing but if global warming goes the way that some people think it's going to that could definitely become kind of a more normal occurrence in our lifetime mm -hmm. and just imagine that there's like days or weeks where you can't go outside because it's covered with smoke or there's like i think about the dust bowl back during the depression like that could easily happen again or there's yeah. like dust storms or it's just 120 degrees out and you're stuck inside all the time how nice would it be to just escape to a perfect reality where you're like oh i'm at my favorite artist concert surrounded by all my virtual friends and doing exactly what i want like why wouldn't you want that if base reality is so terrible you can't do anything fun anymore i <laughs> the funny thing is it's like a small microcosm but i think we're more likely going to go down that route um a big one was covid so one of the things that came out of that they said oh yeah in the future we're probably gonna have more pandemics <laughs> yeah <laughs> so as we have more pandemics in the future and we're more likely going to see that escape from reality because a lot it like we, um there's been like a sad reality when it comes to mental health and how badly it was affected by us being inside for so long but now let's say in the next pandemic whether that's like a couple of years from now or like a decade from now these technologies are going to advance much more. So so it's kind of like, we'll wait and see. I thought the pandemic that just happened, well, not just happened, but happened a few years ago at this point, I thought that was going to be the thing that kind of pushed VR over the over the edge because it had been around for like a couple of years. Like I bought my headset in 20, yeah, 2019. Yeah, twenty early 2019. So mm -hmm. it just kind of been out, was getting adopted. It was like, oh, everyone's stuck at home. Yeah. We're doing remote work. Like this is going to be what pushes VR over. But I just don't think the technology was there. But I think this happens in 2025. There's a consumer version of Apple Vision Pro and we're all stuck at home again. I could, they give us a couple thousand dollars a month for a couple months again. Okay. Quinn's definitely the same price as one of those headsets. <laughs> I could see that being kind of an exciting moment. How oh, nice we have our, our first viewer. Yes, a dog. Well, maybe this is a good point to, to wrap it up. Even though I, I yeah. feel like there's a lot we didn't cover, I wanted to talk about how there's no physical controls. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we didn't really talk about video games, but I guess a sneak peek into our next episodes, we're going to talk about some some black mirror episodes that yes. kind of resonated with this recent announcement and yeah just our thoughts on them and how we think they could come to fruition in real life so you'll have to come back to hear this conversation continue we'll see you next time